When is Late Model Live coming on tonight? Oh my God! We got Weaver, Beaver, Kevin Weaver wins. There's no green light. The race of the year. Forget about it. I don't want to hear nothing else. Glad to see all our fans are out tonight. <laughs> I hope they appreciated that ass kicking. And y'all, I know you love me. I mean, Dirt on Dirt's interviewing me right now. You got to be kidding me. Who's it gonna be at the line? Oh, no! The winner of the inaugural Dirt Million, Earl Pearson Jr. Oh my, Shannon Bath wins it. Are you kidding me? The kid can wheel a truck. The kid can wheel a wave model. Oh, hell yeah. At the line, it's gonna be Jonathan Davenport. This is one of those days you literally can't find anything to complain about because it's such an awesome day. This is your race day report for It's going to be Scott Bloomquist winning his eighth Dirt Late Model Dream. Deeswap, move over. New race of the year. Into turn number three. Davenport blocking. Shepard slides out. Davenport answers. Shepard wins. Shepard wins. I like to look at this thing tonight. But for right now, sit back and relax. And most importantly, welcome to DirtOnDirt.com. Now join Michael Rigsby from the Dirt on Dirt studio for Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Two years. Two. Two freaking years and finally, let's go, let's go, <laughs> finally. <About> time. <laughs> Finally, I am back hosting Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Dustin Jarrett here with you, guiding you through the next hour or so. Michael Rigsby has the night off, and first things first, I just got to be honest here. <laughs> These are tough working conditions, okay? I mean, the Duke memorabilia, I can, I, I can handle, but uh, this Cub stuff, I just, I can't. Let's go. First place, baby. <laughs> let's no, let's not go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this, this is brutal. Although, although the way my Cardinals have been playing here lately, I uh, I just I don't really have any room to talk, I guess. They're just they're just not playing well right now. And I got a pair of Cubs fans joining me here in the studio. Of course, my wingman, my BFF, D Suave, Derek Kessinger over there in the corner. <laughs> wearing wearing what looks like Sunday Cardinal blue. Oh no, I don't know about that. But I'm happier here, DJ. Finally, you get to host a show. I remember we did it two years ago, you know, on Mother's Day weekend or the, fall, the Tuesday after Mother's Day, and we had a good time. We're going to have a great time tonight. About time Rigsby lets you, you know, host the show. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We, always, we always have a great time here. And, and Michael Turn Reiner's making plays and making us look prettier than we actually are. What's up, buddy? It's hard work making you guys look pretty. I can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. Fired. <laughs> right, do I have that authority? Can I, can, I fire, can I fire you on the spot for saying that? I mean, you got to take that up with Amber. But. Uh, all right. Well, I, I would lose that fight, I think. <laughs> it was the first time in, in 11 years, 11 years, that both national touring series were off on Memorial Day weekend. And don't get me wrong, there was still plenty of racing going on. We're going to talk about that here in a second. But there was, there was just this void, I feel like, with no Show Me 100. Obviously, we're still thinking about everyone uh, in and around the Wheatland area as they continue cleaning up 
from last week's storm. And, and real quickly as well, guys, I want to let everyone back home in, in my home state of Ohio know that we're thinking about them, especially in and around that Dayton, Ohio area. They got hit with a tornado last night. So uh, we definitely want to let those folks know that we're thinking, uh, thinking about them right now. But uh, this past weekend, with no Show Me 100 on Memorial Day weekend, I just I felt like my circadian rhythm was off. Like, uh, there's just this, this void inside of me. Uh, you know, we, we have these, these races we're accustomed to having on certain weekends, like the Show Me on Memorial Day or the Hillbilly 100 on, on Labor Day or the World 100 in early September. And, and when we, we don't have these races, I just feel like that, that something is off. Do you feel that way too, Suave? Yeah, for sure, because that's the first time in eight years I'm not down at Wheatland. You know, I started here back in uh, 2011, 2012, and I never went to, you know, West Plains. It was always Wheatland to me, so the Show Me 100 I've always thought about is being at Lucas Oil Speedway, and that stuff that happened there last week was crazy. You know, they're going to reschedule it, but, yeah, all in all, that was, it was just a weird, eerie feeling. But I had to have a – I got to have a good time this weekend. You know, I got to, you know, enjoy some friends and families and some lattes just, like, turned oh, in my. this week. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – that's for sure what the weekend's about. That's, that, is, that is what the weekend's about. But it was definitely about. weird. Definitely weird. Turn, you enjoyed yourself too? Uh, yeah, I had a good time. Okay. Uh, you know, it's been, well, what, two years since I've been down to Wheatland. Um, I used to go every year, but now, you know, since I'm more into the live stuff, I don't have to go because uh, that's a, a rare weekend off where we don't have a broadcast. But actually, Turn we did have a holiday weekend, this weekend off. What's that? I, you get every holiday weekend off. Oh, I'm the only one please. grinding. You got Fourth of July off. I mean, please. unbelievable. <laughs> I got to talk to Riggs, but he'll give you more weekends off, Turn. That's all there is to it. Yeah, right? I mean, I got to have more. <laughs> well, as we said, there was lots of racing happening this past weekend. Even though both national tours were off, let's take a look at that and roll into five things. Number one on five things, the Schaefer's Oil Spring National Series put the dot on another highly successful season over the weekend with its races at Dixie, Rome, and 411. That race last night on 411 was our surprise live race here at Dirt on Dirt. Just $10 for subscribers. Thank you to everyone that tuned into that one. Three different winners in those three Spring Nationals races over the weekend. Michael Page just continues to rule Dixie, Donald McIntosh, Got the win at Rome, and Jimmy Owens found victory lane last night at 411. Quality fields of cars in each of those races, and really the entire Spring Nationals Tour. And it was who else but Mr. Consistency, Dale McDowell, getting the title. Three wins, nine top fives, and 11 races. It was that consistency that carried him to the championship. So congratulations to him, and congratulations to Ray Cook, Chris Tilly and the entire Spring National staff on another job well done. Number two, some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, Mario and Luigi, Crown and Coke, and Daryl Lanigan and Florence. The driver who lives just up the road from the King family's Florence Speedway bested a stout field of cars in Saturday's unsanctioned race. There were 38 entries in the $5,000 to win event, and I think 30 of them had a legit chance to win. Lanigan held off a hard-charging Zach Dome, who Dome actually pulled ahead on the final lap. Lanigan held him off to get the win. Daryl's been under the radar good this year, guys. He's finished in the top eight in every World of Outlaws race, but one, he's just been super consistent in every race all year long. That win Saturday was his first of the year on what was some 
old school Florence Speedway black ice. He did. I screwed up on that restart and hit that bump down there and got a little sideways and it let him gain on me. But uh, he was good in that bottom and uh, I figured if I could just stay up around that top, I'd be all right. Yeah, it was um, during the middle of the race. Daryl got out there and then I thought I was just catching him because of the lap cars. But I mean, I, I tried my best to clean my tires up on that last one and give it a good, <laughs> give it a good run. And uh, I was dipping down a little lower on that last run than I had the whole race. I just thought the bottom was so slick it wasn't going to be an option. And it was, I was carrying a lot more corner speed. I got to apologize to Darrell. I told his guys sorry. I didn't, yeah, I got into him twice there on the last lap. And I don't race like that. I mean, I made sure to leave him a lane on the exit of the corner because, you know, he's the leader and he deserves to be drove with respect. So I didn't mean to get into him. It was just hard racing going for the win. But. I thought for sure we was going to get it done. You know, beat Daryl Lanigan down here at Florence would be a, quite an accomplishment. Oh, it was, yeah. The track, that was like the old Florence. I used to love, I never missed a race there when it was like that all the time. It was so fun, slick, and smooth, and heck of a race. I was, I was trying to catch him, guys, and I was getting caught up a little bit in that race. I was like, ooh, this is getting close here. So, uh, so yeah, Zach and Daryl had a heck of a race there. It was a lot of fun. Out to Wildome for getting a little bit of airtime there on the microphone, and kudos to Josh King and crew for finally getting a big race in. Number three on five things, Brad McCowan and company kicked off the Memorial Day weekend with a special Thursday show at Ohio's Atomic Speedway. The throwback 30 paid $3,000 to win as the track rolled back general admission prices to just $10. Some drivers even got in on the throwback fund by running some old school wraps. Freddie Carpenter acknowledged Mike Balzano with a special paint scheme on his car, but it was Freddie's son, Tyler Carpenter, who would get the win in a Steve, Sh look at that, I love that, that Steve Shaver throwback, I love it. Two things I love, that's one of them. Those throwbacks take me back about 10 or 20 years, and I love victory lane interviews with Tyler Carpenter. I don't, I don't even know where to start. It's, it's be here in Victory Lane. I, it seems like I can never win a local race here. If it's $50 more in a local race, you know I'm fighting for it. But uh, this throwback body here, we did it last year, last year, year before at Skyline Speedway, and I thought it was one of the coolest things ever. Granted, it costs money to do it, and I ain't got no money, but it, it's cool to bring back a legend, uh, Steve Schaefer and Mike Balzano and Jack Boggs, you know, you name him, guys. They're, they're the reason why I want to run good, man. I see them doing it. I just want to be just like him, you know, even better if I can be. Uh, there is absolutely nothing better than a victory lane interview with Tyler Carpenter. Number four, speaking of throwback, how about this? West Plains, Missouri, Memorial Day weekend, need I say more? He worked through one and two. He'll head down the backstretch. Billy Moyer watching him drive away from him off into turns three and four. For the first time in his career, Dresden, Ohio's Devin Moran wins at Legit Speedway Park. When Lucas Oil Speedway had to postpone the Show Me 100, Legit Speedway Park in West Plains stepped up to offer the super late models a place to run. It truly had an old school feel with names like Moyer, Phillips, Moran, Wendell Wallace was there in that GRT house car. From everybody I talked to, this was a really good weekend at West Plains. The drivers, the Memorial Day holiday, the people there, everything just kind of contributed to make that a pretty awesome atmosphere. There was racing there too. Terry Phillips got the $2,000 payday on Friday night. And as you heard, some guy named Moran won at West Plains on Saturday. Only it wasn't Donnie this time. Of course, it was Devin. 
Yeah, you know, it took a while to get up there. I didn't know if we would or not. Uh, lap traffic kind of helped us out. I think Jesse was kind of committed to that top. And I, when I passed Peyton, I could roll right around that bottom really, really well, you know. And uh, that's kind of how I did it to get by uh, Jesse and uh, Billy. But, uh, man, this thing was awesome tonight. I got to thank Dumb Benson Motorsports, uh, Big River Steel, Getsco, uh, XR1 Rocket was awesome, you know. the. Roush Yates Pro Power Ford was good tonight. Uh, Mega Plumbing, uh, Lincoln Smith Racing, you know, there's so many people I can't thank enough. Uh, Kemp, it's a bummer he couldn't be out here for our first win together, but it's cool that we finally got this first win. So uh, hopefully that carries some momentum into next week in the Magnolia. Congratulations to Devin Moran on getting that first win with Dunn Benson Motorsports. Number five, there was so much racing going on over the weekend. I just wanted to offer up kind of the, the proverbial grab bag of races starting right here with Lake Cumberland Speedway in Burnside, Kentucky. They hosted the Johnny Wheeler Memorial. It was that guy, Michael Chilton, getting the win over a solid field of cars. Brandon Hardgrove and his staff down there at Lake Cumberland, they're doing really, really good things. And it's really, really showing as well. Here's one for you. Look at that picture. Winchester Speedway, Winchester, Virginia, they hosted the inaugural Chuck Brannon Memorial, and it was none other than Alan Brannon getting the win in the race that paid tribute to his uncle. Got to send a shout out to photographer Jimmy Saffold Jr. for really capturing the moment in those victory lane pictures. There's sentimental wins, and then there's wins that you just can't even really put into words, and I think this win was one of those ones we're going to remember for a long, long time. And finally, the Zimmer Service Center ULMS Late Model Series visited New York's Freedom Motorsports Park Friday night. Stout field of cars there. Chubb Frank, Boom Briggs, Max Blair. They were all there and gave it their best shot. Blair actually took the lead at one point in this race for a couple laps before getting a flat tire. But it was this guy, the slow ride, David Scott, getting the win. Now, years ago, when I first started writing columns and racing papers and announcing at racetracks, David Scott was one of those guys I just always enjoyed watching. It seemed like he always put on a show. Well, Friday night was no different as he wheeled that Terry Suppa-owned Rayburn to a $3,000 win in the Ron Baker Memorial. Uh, it's been a while. I mean, uh, man, I'm telling you, Suppa, Suppa's really good at making these things go. I mean... This thing is so good to drive when it's good. I mean, it's just a joy. Well, there you have it. That was five things. As we said, there was lots of racing this weekend. Uh, probably our busiest weekend of the year, guys. Suave, anything catch your eye on this Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, you just notice there's a lot of regional races we had, you know, all over the country from like Michigan down to the southeast, you know, to over in the northeast and Midwest. And it was, it seemed like you had a lot of different winners. A lot of guys' pocketbooks maybe got bigger because they got, you know, different winners. And it just seemed like overall the racing was very, you know, very good this weekend. So kudos to, you know, all the tracks, drivers, and all that. It was, it was a, no, there was no show me 100, but I think everybody else had a good time at the racetrack because I know you went to like 100 of them this, uh, <laughs> this past four days. From New York to Illinois, <laughs> yeah. I, I certainly, I certainly <laughs> did. <laughs> Turn, what about you? So, uh, I don't know. I watched uh, some of 411 uh, last night. I watched as much as I could. I was. Uh, did you pay $10 to subscribe? I did not, actually. Um, oh, just take that away from It's one the of the perks of the job payroll? is if I have to watch it for quality control, I get to watch oh, for okay. free. So, okay. Uh, enjoyed some of that. I didn't realize that you went down there and announced the race at uh, Legit. Did you? Did you? 
I, you oh, know, yeah, I, I forgot about yeah, that too. I, How about that? <laughs> oh man, I know. Two short guys announcing. Yeah. Ben, ben and I have decided we're going to start our own announcing company. So I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think that would. I think that would work out. You know, we we make a we make a big deal about the things that happen during the off season, and with yesterday being Memorial Day, it's kind of that point in the year where, it, at least for me, you really kind of start to evaluate some of those off season moves, like. Drivers switching rides and, and tracks adjusting classes or purses, series hiring new officials. Because we're roughly a third of the way through the year or so, I want to take a look at one of those big off-season moves. So that's what I am paying attention to this week. Joining me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is the new series director for the World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Models. It's Casey Schumann. Casey, the start to this season has been crazy for everyone. The weather is, has just been unreal with schedule adjustments and about a million other things. But let's just start with this. How are you doing in this new role? What's it been like so far? And, and just how crazy has it been for you? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's uh, it's definitely a lot of very new things to me. I mean, you know, I, I've I've always been an open wheel guy uh, my whole life, and and venturing into the scene of the late models, I mean, it, it's uh, it's it's definitely very different. I mean, at least the car side of it. A lot of what we're doing um, behind the scenes and and how to run the shows and and scheduling and stuff like that is real similar to what I've been used to. So um, it's been a it was a, a crash course on learning how how all that stuff works underneath those fenders for sure, but. It's been going really good. Like I said, other than weather, um, I feel like we've had a, a pretty good start to the season. During the offseason, when the announcement was made that you were going to be the new series director for the World of Outlaws, there were some rumblings. You, you may have heard some of those. People <laughs> were asking, man, why is, this, why is this open wheel guy coming over to the late model side? And, and you know, what's he going to do with this? Is, is he the right fit? So I'm just going to point blank ask you, why did an open wheel racer and series director like yourself want to come over and give the world of outlaws late model series a shot well i, I mean i'll be completely honest it kind of started out as a joke um <laughs> i've 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 known matt curl here the last couple of years um doing some stuff with him at fairbury and and i know a lot of the people there at world racing group and and i saw he was leaving and i i sent a text off and said man that sucks you know he just got there and they kind of explained what was going on and then the next question was do you want the job and and I kind of laughed and, and said, oh, yeah, sure. And the next thing you know, we uh, we had a meeting at PRI, and, and then I flew down to Charlotte to kind of meet with everybody down there at the office. And and uh, the more I, I dug into it and the more I talked to everyone there at WRG, it just um, it seemed like a really cool opportunity and, and something that I, I feel like I would have regretted passing up. I mean, you know, to work with the World of Outlaws, and, and obviously they're, they're, you know, at the top of the game as, as far as dirt – you know, oval racing goes in the country with the sprint cars and, and they're trying to build that, that same deal up with the late models. And, and it was just an opportunity that was kind of hard to pass up. And I, I, I wanted to at least give it a shot. You know, I think any time that someone steps into a new role, there's a period of transition. I, I've always felt like that transition's maybe a little more defined in racing. Our sport just underrates under such a microscope sometimes. Tell us a little bit about that transition. What have you learned so far, good or, or bad, either one? Maybe what's been some of the things that's been a little different than, than what you expected? Uh, well, I mean, it, it was, I was very lucky that Matt, uh, Matt Curl stuck on for the first few races to kind of make that transition a little bit easier, um, you know, introducing me to some teams and some of the, the promoters and stuff like that. So that, that, um, that helped quite a bit. 
um, the transition, you know, there there is a lot of it's the same, like I said earlier, but there's there's a lot of things that, that late models do a lot different than than what we would do in the open wheel ranks as far as, you know, procedures and, and um, you know, stuff throughout the night. Um, so, I mean, it, there's there's been a lot to learn on that side of it, um, but it, it's been cool. I mean, everyone, there was definitely some looks and, and some people were wondering what, you know, who this guy is and, and uh, you know, I mean, I know there's already kind of a wall between open wheels and late models and <laughs> And, uh, but once I got to talk to some of the owners and drivers and, and, you know, at, at some point I've tried to make it a point to sit down and talk to all of them a little bit. And, you know, once we have, and, and I kind of explained to them like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side. Like I've right. raced myself for 25 years and, and I'm really going to do everything I can to look out for what you guys have going on and, and your best interest. And, um, it's, it seemed to go really well. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's a really cool group of guys out there. Um, you know, it's, a, it's a bunch of, a bunch of guys racing their ass off for a living every night. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool to be a part of, and, and I'm excited for what the future holds. No doubt. Casey, last question for you. You just talked a little bit about that period of transition that anyone kind of goes through when they start a new job. But I also know that, that while you, you're busy working on that here and now, a part of you has to kind of look ahead to the future as well. So give us a glimpse inside of that. What do you see there for the World of Outlaws late model series, and, and what's your vision for the future of the series? Well, it's uh, it, it's pretty cool to to have been given the keys when everything was kind of set up for this year. I mean, you know, they they had schedules and rules and tire rules and all of that stuff was kind of put in place before I got there. So that's going to make um, you know, make this year a little easier on me. But over the winter, it's it's uh, you know, it's all going to be on me. So I uh, it's it's neat to come to some of these places for the first time and and uh, it'll be fun to do the schedule myself next year. And and you know, there's there's been some things I've seen so far that I you know, maybe I would like to do a little different, or I think we could maybe do a little better. And, and, um, you know, it'll, it'll be cool to put a schedule together and try and try and make the best I can for our teams. And like I said, I, I, I have, I have all the respect in the world for the teams and what they do and, you know, driving up and down the road every weekend and, and basically putting their whole heart and soul into going and doing this. So, um, you know, I want to try and do everything I can to make it good for them. And, and, you know, who knows, maybe we create a couple new events, but, it's been uh, it's been pretty cool since I took the job. Some of the places that I have a relationship with with the sprint cars and midgets um, are interested in having a late model race now, and it's it's places that we've never been to with the late models. So um, it'll be cool to maybe maybe create some new weekends and some new areas and some new events, and uh, and then just try and try and build on on what we have this year. So I, it it's going to be fun to to try and try and put all that together and, and try and mix in a little bit of sprint car stuff as well on my side. Man, I'm, I'm sure that experience uh, in your past and in uh, present as well helps you out. Uh, I really appreciate it, bud. You're a busy man these days, uh, so I really appreciate you spending a little time with us. Thank you. Absolutely. No problem, guys. He's Casey Schumann. He is the series director for the World of Outlaws Morton Building's Late Models. It's time for our Twitter question. Throw that up there, Turn. Earlier we talked about the throwback 30 at Atomic Speedway where Tyler Carpenter got the win in that iconic Steve Shaver ride. So that got us thinking, what is your favorite iconic dirt late model paint scheme? Let us know and use the hashtag late model live. We'll be back right after this. Tyler Erb is best on the first race of the year, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Tyler Erb dominant in night number two of the Winter Nationals. He picks up his third victory of the season. For the 38th time in his career, for the second straight night, and the 39th time in his career, for the third straight night, Brandon Shepard 
will make history at the 48th annual Dirt Car Nationals. He wins all four World of Outlaws events. Probably the best product on the market. I mean, we've had zero failures. We've never had a failure. Great people to work with, got the best hymns on the market. FK Rod ends on everybody's stuff. Um, she sponsors events, but anybody that knows anything to do with racing knows FK Rod ends, that's for sure. I think it means a lot when you got people behind you that stand behind you and believe in what you're doing. Uh, like I said, it just makes for everybody to have pretty good success. Welcome back to Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. We kicked Michael Rigsby out for the week. Thank goodness. Yeah. Boy, that guy. For sure. I mean. Loser. Works us too hard. <laughs> all of us. He's not a loser. I love you, Dad. All right. I can see this all getting edited. Yeah, this is not going to end Completely well. out of context <laughs> at some point. Before the commercial break, we asked, what is your favorite iconic Dirt Late Model paint scheme? Let us know and use the hashtag late model live. Turn, start us off. What do you got for us? About that Sh Charlie Schwartz oh, car. Yes. That's legendary with the JW Hunt on the The wedge side. car. I mean, yeah. if, I, if I'm ranking, that's, I mean, that's got to be in the top three, two. Yes, for sure. For Everybody sure. remembers that car. I love it. This is a personal favorite, too. Heath Lawson tweeting at us. Yeah. From Heath Lawson, Donnie Moran, Big Johnson car. Yeah, wasn't it awesome when Devin did that uh, did that throwback to that yeah. car a few years ago as well? The yeah. Big Johnson shirts were the best thing about yes. like, going to the races. <laughs> yes. I had, we weren't allowed to wear them at school. I don't know. You couldn't wear Hooters shirts or Big Johnson shirts at school. It's ridiculous. What kind of school did you go to? <laughs> yeah, one terrible. in Fairbury. You would think they would let us. But they actually encouraged not. that where I went to school. <laughs> How about this next one? About Oh, my gosh. Who's look this at that. Guy? Precision Plastics, Pizza Hut, Lynn Chevrolet, Rayburn right there, Weaver Fever. Oh. I don't think you can really read those. I think you've got to memorize. No, I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Got to love the Weaver car. We got any more? Yeah, we got a couple more here. Oh, yeah. I had to pick this one out. This is one of my personal favorites. I love the the older Bab schemes, you know, and the because one of the ones that it's not as old, but in, uh, what was it, 2013 when he won the Prairie Dirt Classic, that was uh, – one of my first really big races I got to I got to attend, so that was cool watching him win in one of those older schemes. I just I will always associate Bab with that paint scheme too. Yeah, I feel like. Actually, yes, the Flintstone Flyer, That's Kyle Armstrong, Chummy. We uh, actually I snuck a peek uh, a while ago, and and we had several folks that were uh, that were making a bid to get the Flintstone Flyer, the Mike Duval ride on the air. That one is absolutely iconic, without a doubt. And I mean. Can't can't move through this, you know. 
iconic stage without oh yeah possibly number one. I on mean the list. yes, with with just bring the eighteen back. Can we can we imagine just the t-shirt sales? I mean I know he brought it back for the dirt track world championship a yeah. few years ago. It wasn't like this. But it though. wasn't. I was gonna say hot take. I, I, I yeah wasn't a big fan. It, it needed to have more bloomery. Yeah. Yes. I agree. But uh, and then to end it out, we had to, we had to do two Scott ones because. Uh, the there's some other yang. good ones. If you if you uh, if you're on Twitter, you should go through and look through at uh, all the ones that were submitted because I know there was a couple good ones. Uh, we could only pick a few, but uh, look at this. Look at this. I mean, this is my number one. Not even a comparison. B12. Look at that. Pizza Hut. Motor Hickson engines. This thing is just oh, no wonder so beautiful. To look no wonder he's able to read the sponsors off. Yeah, yes. I got I got you here. Turn. Weaver Auto Sales. Right there, baby. That is uh, that is right top there. three too. That is top that three is too. absolutely top three. Freddie Smith bazooka base tubes, the blue and orange double zero, golf valve service. This this car had it all. This car had it all. I gotta grab mine now. Now okay. we're, we're also okay. the die casts off on what we got. The, how about the Buck Simmons forty one? Look at that. Yeah, the yellow red. He won like yeah. over a thousand races allegedly. Very, he was a he was a very good driver. Turn a lot cool. of wind. Love the, was, love the throwback schemes. Buck was, was absolutely a legend, as was that scheme. Now, this past weekend, even though both national tours were off, there was still plenty of racing going on, as we talked about earlier. I want to know, do we have any movement in our Bill Stein Shocks top 25? Let's take a look. Top 10, not a lot. Not a lot of movement. Top 10, not a lot of movement. Brandon Shepard still holding on to the number one spot. Eight first place votes. Davenport still... Netting two first-place votes there in second. Uh, tie for fourth right now with Tyler Urban, Jimmy Owens. Owens grabbing that win at 4-11 on Monday. And Devin Moran moves into the top 10 with his win at Legit over the weekend. Suave, I'll give you 11 through 20. More of these guys race. A few guys went down that didn't race, but Michael Page went in again, you know, down there. And Georgia, he uh, moved up three spots. My boy, Rick Eckert, scrub, first-ever Suave Talk driver. Swap you know, he's on sport. fire this year. I think he has like a 70% win percentage, so oh he keeps winning. I texted him, all I want for my 30th birthday record is for you to come to the Prairie Dirt, and he just laughs, so I don't think he's going to come, but <laughs> kudos, <laughs> kudos to Rick Ecker, and then uh, we can finish off with uh, 20 through 25. Turn, no. any new entries? No, not this nope. week. A uh, couple of guys dropping down there, Chase Younghands dropping down four spots, and Brandon Overton Staying in that 25th spot, uh, but Donald McIntosh gaining three spots. He's uh, It seems like he's won a couple of races here recently. Swab, you were talking about that. Yeah, hey, I think he's won three times here in the last two or three weeks, and uh, he, you know, he's back in that you know familiar yellow seven blunt car, so he's uh, starting to heat up here, and then he's got the Southern Nationals, so I think he's going to have a good season here again. Well, guys, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series heads to Magnolia Motor Speedway this weekend for the newly formatted Clash at the Mag, which is now a three-day event at personally one of my favorite racetracks in the country. Defending race winner Hudson O'Neill joined us a little earlier to talk about that event and his win in that race last year. Our Twitter question asked about iconic dirt late model paint schemes, and my next guest just ran one a few years ago honoring his dad at the World 100. Joining me on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is a guy that, honestly, I thought was maybe after my job last year. He stepped in, served as our infield reporter for the Jackson 100, and really did a pretty damn good job. Lucky for me, he's back behind the wheel of a race car, okay? And, and he's running well. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the new deal, Hudson O'Neill. Hud, 
You're the defending winner of the Lucas Oil Race at Magnolia Motor Speedway. $20,000, your biggest career payday and your first Lucas Oil win. It's been almost a year now. Relive that moment for me. You climbing out of the car and celebrating, your dad down there with you in victory lane. Just kind of talk me through the emotions of that day. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Uh, to get my first ever uh, Lucas Oil win was really, really cool. And to do it at a Crown Jewel event was even uh, even a little bit sweeter. And uh, something that we all forget about, it was Father's Day, too. So what better of a Father's Day gift than, to, uh, than an accomplishment like that? And that was something that, uh, you know, we're going to cherish forever. And it was definitely, it couldn't have been any better to uh, be on Father's Day weekend, a Crown Jewel race, my first ever one. It was just um, you know, the stars aligned, and it was just uh, an unbelievable, unbelievable evening. And, uh, you know, it just doesn't get any better than that. But I'm just really looking forward to going back, and I think we have a good piece to take back there, and hopefully we can uh, keep the good time rolling there. You know, I, I make no bones about it, and I tell everyone, Magnolia is like one of my top ten favorite racetracks. I mean, just the, the size, the shape, the surface, the facility, it just it, it kind of has that it factor for me now i know you've only run there a few times but for the people who maybe haven't been there describe magnolia for me kind of paint a picture for them what, what's that place like black ice that's uh that's <laughs> the most popular name for it that place is the raciest place in the country and uh, there's not very many people that go there and it, they, it doesn't have a little bit of everything for them early in the night it's got that little bit of hammer down last year even in the future we got a little bit of rain, and uh, the beginning of the race was actually pretty fast. And, uh, and But as that race went on, the track changes so much, and you have to be set up um, so diverse to be able to tackle all of those different track conditions you're going to face in that 100 laps. And uh, it's just uh, it's an unbelievable event, unbelievable facility, unbelievable owners. Uh, Johnny Stokes does an amazing job, and there's no uh, – you know, Dr. Dirt, as he's called, and there's just no better <laughs> racetrack just than that. They have it all. They have the facility. They have the racetrack. They have the owners. They have the track workers. They have it all, and uh, that place is just definitely, if you've never been there, it's got to be on your hit list. I, I agree, and I love Johnny Stokes, too, by the way, one of my favorite people in the world. But, hey, this season's been a challenge, to say the least, just with wet weather and events getting shuffled around. But it seems like you guys, your team's kind of making the most of it in a way. Uh, there's a... A lot of national touring events have been rained out, and a lot of teams are taking the weekends off. But when it rains, you guys seem like you're almost intentionally trying to find races to go to. Am I am I crazy about that? Are you guys really like trying to find a way to race every time that uh, that a weekend gets rained out? Um, we've definitely been uh, chasing events. We haven't. Uh, it's no secret that we haven't had the best beginning of the year. We have struggled and. Coming off of such a great season last year and uh, kind of having to shut, you know, shut our season off at a high point, I feel like, was definitely a bummer. And well, we really expected to come back out of the gate and uh, you know run really well, but that's not been the case. I mean, we had a couple of good runs in Florida, and well, we we had quite a good uh, Arizona trip too. And uh, but just ever since we came back uh, here to mid to the Midwest, we just struggled, and we haven't been great. And uh, you know, we've won a couple races since, and we're just, we're kind of just now, we're starting to get back in the rhythm, and we're starting to figure out these new race cars. These long horn chassis have been really good for us. We just, uh, we've just been kind of tinkering and trying to get better, and uh, the only way to do that is just to race. So we've been uh, venturing out, running a lot of MLRA stuff, going, I've made more trips to Iowa this year than I have my whole life. So, uh, you know, it's just been, uh, it's been a struggle in a way, but at the same time, you know, it's really been, uh, 
it's really been uh, a key for us to try and get as many races in as possible with all the rainouts and uh, just to continue to race to get better and better and hopefully uh, you know win some of these big crown jewel races coming up. Hud, you've proven that you can announce. We talked about how you served as pit reporter last year at the Jackson 100, and you joined James and I in the booth last year at Mansfield last year for the uh, Dirt Million, too, and you can even take pictures. We're going to throw up on the screen here. You, uh, you robbed Heath Lawson last year of his camera at Knoxville. Look at this. We're, we got the pictures up here right now, Hud. Uh, you, uh, you did a pretty darn good job here. Move over, Heath Lawson. The point is, when we talk before the race or text or, or whatever it is, we're still showing these pictures up here. I, I, I'm, I, I am having a hard time believing that you actually took these. Are you sure it wasn't Heath? No, uh, hey, <laughs> he might have thrown one or two. Okay. <laughs> but whenever I talk to you before a race or when you and I text during the week or whatever, uh, I see someone that is definitely maturing behind the wheel of a race car, but I also see someone who likes to have fun off the track am i reading you right there is that kind of a good assessment as to as to who you are right now yes um you know it's definitely always been a dream of mine to experience uh experience the racing community from every angle whether that be a fan a photographer an announcer um you know and uh, i've even uh, tried to uh learn about like even the tv stuff a little bit and it's just been uh you know, it's been so special to me to experience it. And, you know, you, everybody at the racetrack has a different eye view of the racetrack. Right. So it's just really, really cool to uh, experience all of those different kinds. And, uh, you know, I've been around the racetrack and I've been a fan for so long, watching my dad and watching all of these great race car drivers my whole life. And then to be able to race and experience that, it, was, it just made me realize how different it is and how different of a perspective you have on a racing night from uh you know from different people's perspectives so it's just really been a goal of mine to uh, experience it from every angle and it really just it makes you appreciate it so much more and it makes it you know it makes me realize how fun the racing community is and how fun uh, you can have an all you know you don't have to always be in the seat to go to enjoy at a, or go and enjoy yourself at a racetrack and it's been really really special and definitely something i look forward to doing again uh you know, there's many a time still where I ask Keith if I can take a picture or two just to mess around or, you know, uh, hopefully I don't, I don't like being on the outside. Whenever I'm at the racetrack, I don't like being out of the race part, but it's definitely something I'd enjoy doing if, they, if I ever got the opportunity to go and announce and do something like that again. But just really, really special, really, really cool to uh, also have the opportunities that I do to be able to do all of this and have the people like Michael Rigsby, you know, allow me to come in and have some fun and do all that with you guys. So it's uh, just really, really special to me and uh you know really really cool to experience all that you know you know you got a spot with us anytime you want it man we, we hope that you're not laid up again though is is the big thing last question three-day format at magnolia this weekend it's gonna be fun it's gonna be racy it's gonna be hot we we know those things are you ready for all of it and, and can you go back to back I think so. Um, you know, I think I have we have a just good chance of anybody there to show up with the same odds and uh you know, I think it's definitely it's definitely gonna be hot. Definitely gonna be hot that time of the year. Um but it's definitely gonna be racy too. That's one thing you can always count on going to that race track. You're always gonna have a great surface to race on and it's uh, what everybody looks forward to so much going there. Um, but I, I mean, I definitely think our team has it in us. So I think we can pull it out and, uh, you know, it's really hard to win these, win these races back to back. And, uh, but I definitely think you're going to see a lot of different racing this weekend. 
Um, being that we have three races, you're going to see a lot of people that are really good that first night, and then you're going to have some newcomers come in and as you go through the week. So I really, to be honest with you, I'd expect almost a new winner every single night because it, we never had this many laps at uh, at Magnolia. If you look at Eldora, look how much it shakes that up whenever we have two two nights of racing leading yes. up to the big show and how somebody that runs dead last that first night can come back and get their race car better and be able to run up front by the end of the weekend. So I think it's definitely going to be something new, and that's something we need to take into consideration that uh, – you know, even if we're not going to get that first night, we have a long weekend to be able to make changes and get better. So it's definitely going to be better, and I think it's definitely going to be racing in the what better racetrack around three different nights at. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Hudson, always a pleasure, bud. Thanks for coming on, and good luck this weekend. Awesome. Thank you all so much for having me. I appreciate it. We shift gears now from the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series over to the World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Series as they'll also be in the southern region this weekend with races at Cochrane on Friday and Lancaster on Saturday. And we'll have both those races live right here at DirtOnDirt.com. Joining me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is a driver who's familiar with both of those tracks. He's already got a win at Cochrane this year. It's Mount Holly, North Carolina's Chris Ferguson. Fergie, this weekend, you'll join the World of Outlaws at Cochrane and Lancaster. But before we talk about those, I want you to evaluate your season up to this point. Give me a letter grade. Tell me how things have been going for you and your team. I think we'd uh, we'd be right around the B, B minus range. We're just, um, we've been fast. We haven't been able to capitalize. We've only got two wins and I think we should have had maybe three or four, but we had a flat tire leading one and, um, you know, just kind of uh, had some motor issues in March. And I looked at my schedule the other day and I didn't race the whole month of April. So uh, I don't think many people know. did. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a little tough to get into get into the rhythm and get into the swing of things. But right. we won won some ones that we thought we wasn't going to win. And we've been pretty competitive every time we've been out. Chris, I've been to a lot of tracks. Uh, surprisingly, Cochrane and Lancaster are two that I've never been to, though. So describe them for me. Kind of paint the, the folks at home a picture. What are both of those places like? I know they're two completely different racetracks, but, but kind of paint a visual for me as to what those tracks are like. Let's start with Cochrane, Georgia, and, and then go to Lancaster. Uh, Cochrane's one of those places that it's uh... – I've been there twice, actually. I went there last November with um, Scott to go help out on his car, and then we went this year in March. And uh, both times, the track was completely opposite. It was really fast and hammered down in, uh, in November, and then it was really slick and wide when we went there in March. But the track's pretty much kind of a circle. You, uh, The corners are real sweeping. It's not a really big track, but there are four lanes on it, which is – really fun to race on um you know you kind of uh carry a lot of momentum there but um it's just you know it's just one of those tracks where uh it kind of uh it doesn't slow down a lot but it does get slick and when it gets slick it gets real real racy and um you know it's one of those places where keeping momentum up is a, a big deal and then not just that but also uh hitting your marks there is pretty important and then what about Lancaster? And you and you got a win at Lancaster at the end of the year last year, too. Yeah, Lancaster's uh, probably one of the most intimidating tracks that I ever raced at. Um, 
growing up around here, I'm pretty much used to the fast, fast, uh, you know, half miles away Gaffney used to be in uh, Charlotte and, and Lancaster. But Lancaster is kind of like a uh, paper ki- paperclip track. It's uh, it's got really, really long straightaways. Probably, um, probably the longest straightaways that I've raced at. Uh, then really, really tight corners. And um, judging off the videos that people probably seen on Dirt on Dirt, a lot of people mess up going into turn three and uh, getting to the fence there just because it's such a sharp corner. And the uh, same thing with one and two. One and two is a little bit wider, but three and four is really narrow. So um, you really have to uh, make sure that you get turned there. And it's uh, it's definitely one of those places that we call a motor eater because – uh, it's, it's as fast as it comes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those places where you got to always be up on the wheel and it's, uh, it's always fast. Even when it slows down, it's still fast. Chris, I feel like you're a, a guy who almost always has bad luck. Now, I, I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, but I mean, people will even come up to me and be like, man, can you believe what happened to Fergie last night? <laughs> is, is it just me? Or do you truly feel like that? You just at times have this crazy bad luck that you just cannot seem to shake. Yeah, I've um, I've kind of been uh, used to it, you know, throughout my super late model <laughs> career. I don't, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those things I I think I've, you know, should have won a lot more races that than I have just because of uh, stuff happening and and things not going my way and and breaking stuff that never breaks it it just seems like if it can happen it's happened to us but you know i'm used to it and uh it's part of uh what makes it more fun for us to win because uh naturally when you get a you have a lot of bad luck and when you do get through and and get to uh victory lane it makes it even sweeter You've got two World of Outlaws wins on your resume, and they came in 2015 when you swept the weekend at Friendship in Fayetteville. Now, this weekend, you'll roll into two tracks that you have wins at, as we talked about in the last eight months at Cochrane and Lancaster. So, simple question here. Can you sweep the World of Outlaws weekend again? And, and if so, what would that mean to you? I think we have a really good shot at it. Um, we were really good when we went to Cochrane in March. And that was my first actual race there that we ever ran. So, you know, I'd love to just unload like we did there and and really be fast. And, you know, I think if we, uh, we do a little better than we did this past weekend and we can qualify good, like we used to, I think we have just as good a shot as anybody. And anytime we go to Lancaster, um, you know, we've had a good man, we've had a good, probably, uh, three or four years there where, if we haven't won, we've been really close. So uh, I think if uh, all the stars align, we qualify good, and uh, we get ourselves in them first two rows, and uh, and I can draw, I can draw good. You know, I, I never redraw good in that World of Outlaw deal, <laughs> but if I can draw in the front row like we did in 2015, I think we can. Uh, we got just as good a shot as anybody at doubling up. 
You know what, Derek Kessinger, this guy is always hounding us about our top 25 power rankings. I don't know if, don't know if you've noticed that or not, Swaff, have oh, you? Oh, we've, we've discussed this a couple <laughs> weeks ago when we had him on the show for uh, <laughs> that. But I just, you know, I, we like to give him a, a hard time, and he gives us a hard time. So the love-hate relationship's mutual, you know what I'm saying, Fergie? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, Fergie, I tell you what, if, if, you, if you sweep the weekend this weekend, I personally, I will vote you in my top 25. How does that sound? That sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us tonight, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you guys for having me on. All right. That's Chris Ferguson, ladies and gentlemen, and you can watch him live at DirtOnDirt.com this weekend when the World of Outlaws Morton Building's late model series rolls into Cochrane and Lancaster. We're going to get out of here for a set of commercial breaks when we come back. Kevin Kovac tells us what we need to read and Suave gives his lock of the week. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Mark Martin Automotive has franchise for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin. Welcome back to Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Dustin Jarrett back here in the studio with you. And uh, what is tough getting good help nowadays? I tried to get Turn to step in and do a Turn's turn. He uh, he turned me down. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, we, I did. There's no way about Charmin. No other way to put it. Charmin. It's all like Charmin. Turn's turn's oh, the yeah. best thing. But Allie, now we can hear Kovac now, right? Yeah. Allie, Allie couldn't do Allie's world, so, yep, I did. I brought in my main man, uh, my other BFF, Kevin Kovac, for our newest segment, Need to Read. <laughs> that, is, that is still one of my favorite intros right there. We brought back Need to Read with our very own Kevin Kovac. Just going to lay it out there for you, Kev. What do you got for us, buddy? What do we need to read on Dirt on Dirt this week? 
Well, first off, let me just say hi, DJ. Uh, welcome to the hi, Late buddy. Model Live this year, right? Finally, two years. Hope, two hope everything's going well. Two freaking years is what I said to open the show. <laughs> it's about time. Well, but but you know, we'll talk about some read, need to read stuff, and I know there's uh, there's always there's plenty of stuff on there to read. You know, he always is. What, one of the things I want to point out, like if you haven't read what was on the site last uh, last Wednesday in the aftermath of the storms that hit Wheatland, uh, Lucas Oil Speedway, uh, make sure you go and read them. Get over there on our catch-all page and check them out because the, some of the thoughts and uh, the, the, the Lucas Oil regulars, uh, travelers who witnessed that were there in the pit area and witnessed what happened and, and also a, a story from Rick Schwally, you know, from – uh, talking, using, kind of using what his quotes from when he said on uh, Late Mile Live last week. Man, there's some unbelievable stories there about like what happened. Really shows you how scary that stuff was. It's um, uh, it was it was stuff, it was sorry. really it was really really good, Kevin. It was it's just it's it's really great content without a doubt. I've I've read through all of it. I think it's great stuff, and I know that you helped contribute a lot of that. But yeah, that that inside or behind the scenes stuff with Wheatland is just it it really tugs at your heartstrings. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing when you, you know just calling up like the Anthony Burroughs, who's in the in the pit area when it was happening. You know, Josh Richards, crew chief, and him explaining everything that's happened. And of course, Tyler Herb always has good uh good uh eyewitnesses eyewitness accounts of everything that goes on. So that was pretty neat. But uh, some other stuff that's happening uh, that's going to be on there. Let's, let's give a little preview of what's coming up next week that you're going to definitely need to read. We got some great stuff uh, coming up for our dream. Uh, I'll do our dream previews, like a whole bunch of stories. You know, one of the things that uh, I, I, t- I talked uh, uh, not too long ago, like a couple days ago, I talked to Freddie Smith, the first dream winner back in 1994. Oh, and I had, he was on the phone with me for about an hour. I'll tell you what, it was pretty cool, DJ, talking to Freddie Smith for, for that long and just talking about a lot of his, of his career, what he's doing now, uh, thinking back to that race. But uh, I'll have a story out about that. I'm going to do a feature on Freddie Smith. Uh, you know, him, him kind of where is, what's he doing at this point uh, 25 years later or 26 years later? 25 it is, yeah, 25th 25th rate. anniversary, 125,000 to win, that's right. Yes, it'll be, uh, it'll be some cool stuff there. And, uh, but then all of our writers, we all have some pretty cool stuff coming up too next week. You all want to check it out. Allie Kala, she's going to have a story about career, how the dream is a career-changing win uh, for so much. She's talked to several of the drivers that have won and how it really affected them. Uh, we even have this guy named DJ, Dustin Jarrett. He's going to have a story in this. Man, Dustin, you are a man of all trades, you know, jack of all trades. I mean, what a master good of none. You I, uh, <laughs> oh, man. DJ has a story about uh, he talked to some of the staff at Eldora about their recollections of uh, officials that have worked uh, the dream and their recollections of uh, that first dream and, and over the years. And, and that's a pretty good deal, too. And um, and then Robert Holman, he has a story about fans. He taught, he found some fans that have been to every dream, and he did a story on uh, on all those and all their uh, thoughts about how the dream has developed over all those years. And, and there's one other thing, a couple, well, two other two other stories that are going to be really neat. Uh, uh, Todd Turner and I, we kind of put together a little thing. We uh, looking back to that first dream, 24, 25 years ago. We uh, we went to all through all 24 starters in the lineup and the feature. And we did a thing, how, what happened to them in that race and where they are now. And, and there's we've come up with some really good stuff, uh, some pretty interesting, uh, you know, things that people will uh, find uh, pretty cool to, when, when they go and look at uh, and go through this whole whole story. I, I think 
people will want to keep an eye out on that and, and get on that and, and read that story next week in, uh, in our dream preview. You know, I, I think, uh, and, and I say this all the time, I think every year we just keep getting better and better with, you know, these dream previews and World 100 previews and things like that. Am I, am I wrong about that, or do we just really hit a grand slam this year? When, and, and I'm, I'm bragging this up a little bit here. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. <laughs> Good stuff. I mean, we just got to keep digging, right? I mean, it's right. hard to keep getting coming up. There's like, there's so many, but, you know, and this is, and you'll notice too, this isn't even Scott Bloomquist's, uh, you know, uh, related stories, really. That's right. We don't have any. Yeah, I mean, he, he's going to be in factoring in a little bit, you know, like his name will come up, but they're not just all on Scott Bloomquist. And geez, we could come up with a Scott Bloomquist story every year for for an Eldora race. But of course, hey, who knows if he comes back next week and makes a miraculous comeback? Well, we will have that story before he gets in there. And if he doesn't, we'll have a story on Shannon Bad driving it because. Uh, uh, I do have stuff already for that. That kind of got pushed to the back burner because of the uh, the, the postponement at, at Wheatland. But maybe we'll see Shannon Babb in it next week at the Dream. Kovac, you're a legend. You're a legend. Man, <laughs> just trying to take after you, DJ. That's all. All right? That's what we need to read this week on Dirt on Dirt. Thanks, buddy. Yep, take it easy. We'll see you next week. See you next week, Kovac. <laughs> oh, Kevin Kovac. He is... He is one of a kind. We we pay him in we pay him in sweets. That's guys. all we pay him at. That's all <laughs> yes, he needs to. Well, Suave, the good news is you finally got a race in for your lock of the week. The bad news is, well, you were wrong you, again. You were wrong again. You fall to one and four on the year. I mean, I I, I guess if there's a silver lining in this, it's it's still early. It is still early. Just roll. Roll the roll the open here, turn. I gotta get. I'm fired up right now. Get me all fired up. Swam's lock of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was another race, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was another loss, but and it's also another day of turn making fun of me. So turn, congrats. Ooh, you got something ahead of me for once. Uh, but I'm gonna be on a heater here. We're starting it's starting to heat up a little bit. The summer's coming, and I'm taking my towns to Magnolia this weekend. Three days of racing showcase, so it'll be a good time. I'm going with my boy, Tyler Erb. Yeah, this might be a crazy pick, but forget about it. Tyler Erb is going to get the W this weekend on Saturday night. He's going to get his mojo back in the state of Mississippi this weekend and take the $20,000 payday. Book it right now, turn. And DJ Tyler Erb Turbo gets his mojo back when Saturday night. The way your picks have been going this year. As we throw the graphic up in that Ooh, one and four oh record, boy. I I do not blame Tyler Herb one bit if he actually walks through the studio doors right now and just single-handedly carries you out of here for putting your hex on him. We're buds. He's gonna win. I got I got faith in him. I don't know about that. Not after that pick. I don't. I, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure about that. That's whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Turbo. I can't. I I, I can't control him. Are we going to commercial break? Is that what yeah. I hear? Yeah, yeah. Commercial music. break. Hey, live TV, anything can happen. <laughs> Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. We'll come back with five to go right after this. When you start with the strongest American steel. Smartest techniques. 
good artesian quality craftsmen do the work. What you end up with is just real better than anything else you can get. Number one, their quality, second to none. Number two, their service is outstanding. And number three, they are on the leading edge of piston ring technology all the time. They supply rings to the best racers in motorsports, all levels. Late Model Racing Australia, this is a really cool deal that they put on, and uh, it's just a really fun time. It just keeps growing, so I can't see why, why next year wouldn't be any bigger. Let's go racing, 40 laps, here we go. But Tyler Turbo, work. what a slick shot up onto the inside, makes slight contact with Gonti, and he's hit the wall. Gonti has hit the wall and has lost three places, but Tyler Turbo, work charges his way through to take victory in round two and win. Hell, I think there was, what, 29, 30 cars at every show, and that, that was way better than last year, so never know when you get back next year, there might be 50. Well, the good news is Tyler Erb is not busted into the studio and hauled D. Suave out of here after Suave picked him for his lock of the week, but I guess there's still time for that to happen, and again, our apologies go out to Turbo and, and really anyone else Suave picks from here on out. If you fall to one and five, D, I think, I think it's over. I think you're done. Just paying the time. Then after that, I'm just going to pick Weaver every weekend at Fairbury if I go to one and five, and maybe Ugh. I'll get one right, actually. Four weeks. Well, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Done chain on Suave. Done chain on Suave, yes. yes. <laughs> well, if there's one thing that I can find comfort in here, it's the fact that since uh, moving into the new studio here this year, Michael Rigsby's done something really cool. He's drug out some of his old National Dirt Digests and just flipped through them a little bit. I was cleaning my house out a couple weeks ago. I've got just totes upon totes of the same thing, old National Dirt Digest. I've got some Mid-American Auto Racing newses that, that go all the way back to 1979. Uh, turn swap you guys weren't even thought of back at that point. I've got RPM Racing news. I've got Tri-State Auto Racing news. I've got area. I've got a whole ton of them at home. So what did I do? I grabbed one of the National Dirt Digests and brought them in with me. This one just happens to be from uh, June of 1999, so roughly 20 years ago. Look at that. Marshall Green on the cover. He got a Have a Tampa win at Tazewell, Tennessee. Donnie Moran picked up a Stars win at Raceway 7. Steve Lucas got a win at Beckley. And let's, uh, I'm going to flip through here real quick and see what else was in here. Uh, there's those track shorts, uh, track winners over, over the weekend, Gary Webb winning at Davenport, Terry English at Kentucky Lake, Chubb Frank at Raceway 7, a regular show there. And this thing always had this. There's Marshall Green's win at Tazewell in there as well. The one thing that I like, this always had the schedules in the middle of it. And I was flipping through this, and what did I see in 1999 but the Big Johnson late model national championship schedule. Freddie Smith was leading this at the time. Uh, they ran at Volunteer, the Show Me 100, the Dream, the Masters USA National, the Topless. They had all those crown jewel kind of races all put together for one into that Big Johnson late model championship. All of that and more was in this June issue of National Dirt Digest, one of my favorite things to do. You know what one of my other favorite things to do is? 
Get the heck out of here. No offense. Five to go coming up. Number five, $8,300 is on the line at the Bedford Fairgrounds Speedway this Friday night in the rescheduled Billy Wynn Classic. I've been to Bedford once this year, thought it raced really well. And everyone else I've talked to, it says the track has also raced really well this year. Now, when I think of those big half-mile Pennsylvania racetracks, I think of York, Pennsylvania's Rick Eckert. I think Scrub bests a strong field and gets the win in the Billy Wynn Classic Friday night at Bedford. Number four, the Lucas Oil MLRA Series has an intriguing weekend. They'll tackle the tiny fifth mile at Belle Claire on Friday for $3,000 to win. And then head southwest on Saturday to Lake Ozark Speed. Look at this old Lake Ozark Speedway video. Good job digging this one out of the vault. There's Jordan Bland and Randy Cordy. Oh, my. They're at Lake Ozark for $5,000 to win on Saturday. It's an interesting pairing of tracks, and it's kind of hard to say who's going to pop in and run both of those races. But I like MLRA Series points leader Will Vaught to win at least one of those and keep his spot at the top of the standings. Number three, I will be at Tyler County Speedway in Middleburn, West Virginia this weekend, calling the $15,000 to win Mega 100 for UMP Modifieds. But the undercard on that huge event is the ULMS Late Models. They're running a doubleheader, 3,000 to win on Friday, 5,000 to win on Saturday. Both of those races should draw some pretty stout competition at the bull ring. That track was a little reconfigured during the off season. Now, I know he hasn't won there yet this year, but I think Derek Dahl breaks out and gets a win at his home track this weekend. You know what? I, the hell with it. I think I'm going to change it right here on the spot, guys. I think Derek Dahl sweeps the weekend. Book it. The Dahl Brothers 87 takes both races at the Bull Ring this weekend. Number two, the American Ethanol Tour rolls into Montpelier, Indiana Saturday night for a $4,000 to win race. Montpelier is one of those under-the-radar tracks. We don't, we don't hear a whole lot about it because they only run a couple late-model shows every year. It's a fun quarter-mile. It usually races really, really well when the super late-models are there. I went to this ethanol race last year. Rusty Schlenk won that one. I think Rusty gets the win again in the ethanol series event at Mont P this Saturday. And finally, number one, it's the third annual Mike Rowland Memorial, paying $6,000 to win at The Rat as the Richmond Action Track in Richmond, Kentucky hosts the Southern All-Stars. There's actually a $3,000 to win night before the Mike on Friday. So Richmond's got two complete nights of racing, and this is another one of those deals where, honestly, I'm not really sure who pops in and runs these races. It's got all the ingredients to draw a really strong field of regional competition. My pick is the guy that was really close on Saturday night at Florence. I like Zach Dome to get the win in the Mike Rowland Memorial at Richmond and take that money back to Cross Lanes, West Virginia with him. And that was five to go. We've got a lot of coverage coming up this weekend, as you just, uh, as you just saw on five to go. Turn, throw up our shameless plugs let everyone know what we've got on demand here this weekend. Yeah, we have all kinds of stuff. Uh, World of Outlaws at Cochrane and Lancaster. Those will also be live at DirtOnDirt.com. So if you have your Fast Pass, you can watch the World of Outlaws races live this weekend. 
Uh, 31st and 1st. Wow, we're into June already. How oh crazy my. is that? Uh, Lucas Oil at Magnolia. We will have highlights there for, from that one as well. MLRA at Belclair and Lake Ozark Speedway. Watched uh, World of Outlaws sprint car race from Lake Ozark earlier this year on uh, on Dirt Vision, and that was a it was a hell of a show. Fun so place. I'll uh, excited to see some late models there. Southern All Stars at Richmond. Ethanol at Montpelier. Uh, Tri Track Challenge at Bedford and Port Port Royal. Shout and out then, to shout out to our good folks there, Kurt Smith and the gang at uh, the Tri Track Challenge. Uh, they got really good stuff going on, and we're happy to have coverage uh, for those two races. Yeah. And I just I didn't get them in five things, but I wanted to mention real quick they should have really really good car counts. If you're in those areas, make sure you support those two events also. Yes, and then we will also have Ultimate MOB slash ULMS from Tyler County. So how about that? You'll be there, DJ. I will be there. You will not. No, I will not. <laughs> there, is, there is a, there's a lot going on. You mentioned the Outlaws at uh, Cochrane and Lancaster live right there, Turn. Yep, get your fast pass. And uh, once we go live and everything, uh, click in the upper right-hand corner. We've got a watch link up there, so you don't have to necessarily wait for us to put them up anymore. We've got that watch link up there. Also, the order link. So if you don't have your fast pass, click up on that order button. And get it. Uh, we'll order get you away. Set up there. Yeah, don't get, forget, though, get after this weekend... <laughs> And then the following weekend at the Dream, we start kicking off with Summer Nationals. So you get a fast pass, you get every Summer Nationals race live. I mean, Suave, isn't that quite the deal? That is the deal because Summer Nationals is uh, hands down the best part of my entire year. So looking forward to having you know some of those tracks that you don't see as much being live and show what the Midwest racing is all about. Pump for it. Let's go. You'll be there, Suave. That's I'll be in every bonus. single one. Yes, it's that an is, added bonus. That you, is correct. You, you get your fast pass. You watch every Summer Nationals race live. You might see Suave a time or two. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> Kevin Kovac, Memorial Notes. This is the point in the show where Michael Rigsby usually has like a giant stack of papers in front of him, and he shuffles them right here in front of him. I cheated. I got all my Kevin Kovac memorial notes on a on the monitor right here in front of me. So we got a lot of things. Uh, just real quickly, a couple racetracks have announced that uh, they're on hopefully just a short hiatus for the time being. Just announced Friendship Motor Speedway in Elkin, North Carolina, and uh, North Georgia Speedway there just outside of Chatsworth, Georgia, both taking a little bit of time off. And uh, again, hopefully that is just a short hiatus. We do want to send out congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Steve Francis as Amanda Francis gave birth to a bouncing baby girl early last Wednesday morning. Adley Dell uh, has entered the world. So, again, big congratulations to Steve and Amanda. Hey, what about this, guys? Do you guys see this Brent Rabergan crash uh, at Raceway 7 Damn. last week? Wow. That is, yeah, that is, uh, that is a modified. Brent Rabergan, if the name sounds familiar, of course, he used to run late model. Actually, ran with the Star Series for a few years there, 15, 20 years ago. But he had, I believe, a throttle stick up at Raceway 7. Uh, and that car uh, off the track and into a guardrail and under a guardrail. And uh, he, uh, from everything that I have read, uh, sounds like that he was able to walk away relatively uninjured. But uh, just a testament to the safety of these cars. And that was just, a, just an unbelievable accident there. What else? Late model racing uh, is alive and well in my home state of Ohio. 39 QMP late models at Attica Raceway Park for a regular show on Friday night. 39. That is uh, it's off the charts. Uh, the winner there Friday night was Rusty Schlenk in a Rayburn race car. I was at Freedom New York on Friday night. David Scott, as we mentioned earlier, won that race in a Rayburn race car. Two Rayburns. Swing arm. On the same night. How about that? I like that. 
Go CJ. Congratulations to Rusty and David Scott on those wins. Also, congratulations out to a couple other guys. Ryan Vanderveen swept weekend action up at uh, Michigan's Crystal Motor Speedway, and that ran his personal win streak up to four races. How about this one, guys? Michael Brown, the Pageland, South Carolina driver, won four crate races and had a runner-up finish in three days. Brown won features paying $1,500, $1,500, $2,000 and $2,500 and then got second place money and then a bonus for, for winning a fast track triple crown as well. So not a bad weekend at all there for, for Michael Brown. Kudos to him. A couple other Kevin Kovac memorial notes here. Funny, it's the Kevin Kovac memorial notes, and he was he was just on the show. He with was us just here. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, Chatham, Louisiana. Uh, their racetrack is going to pay tribute to Ronnie Adams this Saturday, June first. Adams, of course, is a veteran driver of over fifty years in that Louisiana, Texas region. Uh, he's expected to make his final start ever uh, this coming Saturday, June 1st, before undergoing treatment for pancreatic cancer. Again, Chatham Speedway, they're going to pay tribute to him. And, uh, Ronnie, we're here with you, bud. Hope everything goes well. And then finally, as our own Kevin Kovac mentioned earlier, our dream coverage is going to start rolling out here at the end of this week. Lots of great stuff there, as he alluded to earlier. Uh, again, I've seen some of the stuff uh, that we've been working on. Believe me, you're not going to be disappointed. I really and truly believe that uh, this is going to be the very best dream coverage that we've ever had here at Dirt on Dirt. Suave, you got anything else? Two things. First, we got lost, lost in the shuffle a little bit, but Kevin Weaver and Jimmy Johns reached an agreement, so... The Freaky Fast Sandwiches will be back in his car, so I'm pumped about that. Obviously, I'm a homer, but it's always good to see, you know, drivers getting a sponsor back because it's really it hard, no matter who it is. Yes, it is. And the second one, three years ago today, we lost Harambe, of course, the gorilla at the uh, <laughs> zoo in Cincinnati. It's been, a, you know, it's a hard day for me, but, you know, cheers for Harambe. That's, you know, I know it's not racing, but that was a big deal, and uh, I can't believe it's been three years ago already. Take, mute him. Just mute him, turn. Just, can we just take his <laughs> microphone away? I mean, oh it's, uh, uh, turn, anything else? No, I'm ready to get out of here. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it for this edition of Kaiser Manufacturing Late Model Live. Don't forget we're back next week with the Dream Preview. You don't want to miss it. We roll out the red carpet in that one. On behalf of Michael Rigsby, Michael Turnreiners, Derek Kessinger, and the entire staff here at DirtOnDirt.com, I'm Dustin Jarrett, and we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>